It's Andra Zaharia here, and I'm delighted to bring you the Cyber Empathy Podcast, where I share stories of kindness, curiosity, and connection that show you how humans shape online security and privacy. I've been in the cybersecurity industry since 2015, and the one thing that I appreciate most about it are the incredibly diverse, curious, empathetic, and crazy smart people in it. They have taught me a lot about myself, about technology, and about all the ways that we can make a meaningful contribution to the world that we live in. I am beyond thrilled to share with you their stories, their passions, their values and their principles, and most of all, how they lead through example and how they make their work and their passion projects count every single day. I'm super excited to share them with you, and I hope you'll join me and become my partner in Cyber Empathy. So see you soon. People with an outsider's perspective bring a ton of value to any industry. And I found this particularly to be true in cybersecurity, where we tend to get caught up in the things that we already know and get stuck in that echo chamber I was telling you about in the first episode, where knowledgeable people talk to one another, but the message doesn't get through to, you know, everyone else in the world. So I wanted to take a chance and talk to Lucian Grofschonen, a brand strategist and brand designer who I worked with to develop the visual identity for the Cyber Empathy podcast. We've previously worked for redoing my entire visual identity. We're actually building it from the ground up because it didn't have anything coherent or you know professionally made up to that point. So we worked on my website and a bunch of other assets. And I talked his ear off about what I do and the values behind it and the principles and what I'm trying to achieve. Lucian is the kind of person who is deeply interested in connecting with the people he serves on a personal level. He's a curious mind. He's very into psychology and we have that in common. And he is the kind of person who will go to great lengths to understand the context that he's working with. So I wanted to get his opinion on what it was like to create a visual identity for this podcast, the elements that he looked at, how cybersecurity greeted him and kind of what the elements that caught his attention were. I find that Lucien is a very empathetic person and it's very easy to connect with him, to talk to him, to work with him. So I hope that he will go on to have many other projects in this industry because he brings nuance, he brings that kind of visual interpretation of abstract elements that feels very human and relatable. And I think that we need a lot more of that in cybersecurity, in privacy going forward. So I'd like you to meet Lucien and listen to our conversation to figure out, you know, how cybersecurity looks like from a designer and brand strategist's perspective when you're just, you know, looking from the outside in. Enjoy. Hey, 
Lucian. I'm so glad that we're talking today, finally, about the podcast that you baptized, I guess, <laughs> with a visual identity and, and gave it a form when it was still just in my head. I just wanted to share that. I love that we're having this conversation, first of all, because we share similar principles and we share this obsession, I'd call it, about really speaking to people's pain points and really trying to help them and trying to get like a nuanced message across in a very empathetic way, because that's our main topic here. Today, basically, I wanted to get, you know, your perspective on what it was like to work on, you know, giving the Cyber Empathy podcast a visual identity, how things look like from someone who's not in the industry, but had to work to understand, you know, how to create differentiation in this space, which is something that's difficult to do, but at the same time, quite the challenge. So what was it like to work on giving cyber empathy a visual dimension? It's such an abstract concept. It packs so much. So how did you go about it? Hello, Andra. Thanks for having me. This is my first podcast, by the way. So if you don't hear anything from me at some point, it means that I just like fainted from anxiety or something. So <laughs> just like bear with me and like wait for 30 seconds so I can get back on track. Talking about your podcast branding, it was a really interesting project for me because we already had like we, we started with the branding that you had for How Do You Know, right? Like the previous podcast. And there were basically two challenges here. One of the challenges were to build on that already existing brand, like try not to trade further away from it, too far away from it. And the other challenge was to somehow find a balance between the idea of cybersecurity and empathy, because if we talk about them, right, like they're at opposite poles. Yeah? When you feel, you think of cyber, you feel like something like the Terminator. I don't know if you have <laughs> this uh, idea of something dark and not something very friendly. And then on the other side, we have empathy. So I think uh, these were the main challenges that we had to overcome to reach the final result that you have. And I hope one that you, you are proud of. Definitely. And I love that you mentioned this contrast because to me, I've been working in cybersecurity since 2015. And what I love most about it is the human aspect and the fact that that's basically 98% of everything that happens in the industry when it works. And when it doesn't, it's because there's no human connection and people talk across each other, but not to each other. They don't truly connect or, or resonate with each other, which is why I wanted to build on the topic of how do we use empathy in cybersecurity so that we tell more persuasive stories, so that we build better products, so that people don't feel like the Terminator is chasing after them when they hear anything that's, you know, kind of prefaced by cyber. So in terms of that contrast, when you started to, you know, imagine what this might look like and kind of what the visual cues would be, what did you come across? What kind of struck you, you know, about, let's say, cybersecurity in general from your perspective, from your experience as a branding specialist and as someone who is very perceptive and receptive to symbols and to everything that they carry with them? Honestly, this was the first time I approached a project regarding cybersecurity and creating the visuals for it. So I started like a, with a blank page. I had no idea what it's about. So then I started doing some research like I always do. I started looking for platforms where you have a lot of visual creativity and like people have already posted stuff like Pinterest or Dribbble. 
just so I have a direction in which uh, I will then go. I saw a lot of posters. I saw a lot of interesting like uh, TV shows like Mr. Robot, for example. And I saw a lot of design there in that direction that felt, you know, like hackers. You see these numbers going down. You hear, you see all this, like the dark side of it. And on the other side, like searching for empathy stuff, like when I started searching for empathy, I saw a more friendly approach, uh, more pastel colors, for example. So I tried to find like, suggestive visuals from each side and like find a good mix. Like it's, it's hard to find a good balance, but I think we achieved it here. And something that struck me when I saw all these visuals, it led me think about Blade Runner because I'm a big fan of the Blade Runner series. And it sort of reminded me of that because if you think about it, like the cybersecurity space is like this dark place, right? Like in uh, Blade Runner, you have these dark buildings, everything is gray, everything is cold. There's not a lot of people going on the street and they're all upset, right? And then you have like these neon lights, you have these neon lights that bring some color and they bring some a bit of humanity to the to the entire place. And that's like what led me to, to think about uh, mixing the font with that pink color, just to remind a bit of those neon lights that you see in Blade Runner. So I got some inspiration from there. And yeah, I think this is this is what uh, what led me to this final result. And plus, I just want to mention here that this was so you you sent me the visual, and there was it was perfect from the first try. It integrated so much of it. It reminded me of this kind of let's say retro vibe that's associated with the hacker culture. I love the colors. I love the contrast. I loved you know how. It had a lot of intent behind it. And plus the kind of the wave element behind the visual in, in the background that reminded me of electronic music and, and synths, which I love. It was just a perfect mix from the first try. I was like, this is perfect. It doesn't need anything else. It is perfect. It's perfectly balanced. It's not too much. And it brings that light, I guess, because that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to shed a light on cybersecurity and what it's actually like from people who actually work in the industry and who pour a lot of themselves into it, not just from a technical perspective, but from a human perspective, because to get humans to act proactively, that is one of the biggest challenges we have as a society. And this is not just true for cybersecurity, it's true for medicine, it's true for so many other areas, such as environmentalism and so on. So it was very interesting to see you, how you approach this and how you manage to combine these two worlds. And I was wondering if your personal experience with cybersecurity or online security in any way helped you particularly with this project. Well, to be honest, before having my own agency, I also worked in other places. So I did some stuff before also, and did you not, <laughs> I did not fall from the sky. So... Even in uh, the companies I've worked before, like companies with uh, hundreds or thousands of people, I believe that you need to show empathy in order just to have like the employees implement things that you want to implement or that need to be implemented, right? People already have a lot of rules there. Yeah, like employees, they must follow strict rules depending on department they take part in and so on. When you come in and you impose something to them, I don't think that the conversion rate will be as high as you think. And in order for them to adopt those measures that you want them to adopt, I think you need to show more empathy and like 
be uh, next to them and explain to them like in a more human way. I think that's the word. Explain to them in more more human way, like what are the consequences of not following these new re- rules. But I wouldn't call them rules. These new measures. That's something that needs to be taken into account. And another thing that, in my opinion, is very important. I like people who rule by example, who lead by example. If you are the person in charge, you should definitely do what you preach, right? Practice what you preach. This is something I learned from you. And without shame, I'm uh, stealing this quote. (laughs) But yeah, you should lead by example. Because if you start doing mistakes or if you don't implement what you're saying, the people below you, I don't know how how they're going to take it. And I don't know if they're going to care too much, to be honest, because that's the thing. People, I don't think they care if they don't see the others from management doing the same thing. And this is like the first step that you can take. And after that, like you can maybe implement it in a way that's not all at once, maybe like taking people to some small steps and implementing all the measures step by step. So this is like for me, if I was, if I were an employee in a company that wants to implement some cybersecurity measures, this is what I would like to see. I would like to see first people from a higher level, like taking the first step. Then I would like to see these measures explained to us, explained what are the consequences if we don't apply them and yeah, take it from there. Yep. Yep. That makes perfect sense. And unfortunately, even though many things related to online safety and privacy sound simple when you get to practicing them, to actually applying them, the dynamic gets very complicated simply because they're so abstract and they're so difficult for us to grasp and to actually, you know, place ourselves in that context and understand what kind of emotional impact they have on us. Because that's only, honestly speaking, and and you know this better than most people because you work with this, is that emotional triggers are the ones who lead us to change, change our perspective, change our habits, lead us to do something, to avoid something. Your work, your entire work is focused on making people feel something, not just see something, but interact with something, to have an experience, to understand and convey nuance and emotions and people's personalities, which I thought that that's what made the process of working together, not just for the Cyber Empathy podcast, but for my entire website and the entire, you know, range of assets that we did together for my previous podcast. It was all based on this mutual understanding and this mutual curiosity of understanding how the other person works, what works for them, what their context is. And the entire process that you have is based on these, you know, deep questions that will get you to sit with yourself and and gain some clarity, which then aligns beautifully because when you see the end result, obviously the entire effort is worth it. So I I just wanted to mention this because to me, you know, my, my mission, not just with this podcast, but in general is to get people to see behind the myth <laughs> and to see behind the cyber somethings and see the human value and the human quality that's behind it. And there are many contributors to this, including yourself. Even if you don't work in the industry, you've already made a contribution by you know creating the visuals for this podcast and a bunch of other cool stuff that we're going to do together for it. So this is a, a wonderful, wonderful perspective. 
as a one last thing, I wanted to ask you if you could share with me like a, a positive experience that you had with something related to online security of privacy, whether it's a product or a conversation or what did it look like for you and what kind of you know emotional experience you had with that? So I think a good uh, example here, I don't know if it's a good example, but it's my example. <laughs> so my example here would be Binance. They're like this cryptocurrency platform where you can uh, trade and you can even keep your, your assets, your digital assets there. I know they've been hacked before, but I think every platform has been hacked. But I like the way that they responded to this because just like in every other process that you do, it's not going to be perfect from the start. But the fact that they went and got feedback and they realized like what they had to do to improve themselves and improve their product, that means a lot for me as a, as a client of theirs. And the fact that they went and added some extra steps, they can be annoying, I know, but I know that at some point they added an extra step and I think they have like three steps right now. So uh, if you want to log into the account, you need to solve this puzzle and then you have some passwords that you just have like one minute to enter all three of them or else you're going to be locked out. So I think this is a really good way of preventing attacks. Of course, they're still going to happen. But for me as a user, it shows me that they're going in a direction that they always want to improve themselves. And I think that's super important. That's a very cool example. And because I know that, you know, for most people, two-factor authentication, getting the code and putting it in and doing all these jumping through hoops, like you said, it can be very annoying. But what motivates you to go through all of these hoops and say like, hey, I'm going to spend my time and energy on this because I know it serves me. So I, I like that you emphasize that. I like that you showed that you're willing to trust them and to be there with them, even though they had a security incident, like many people have, and every company can have at some point. And many have, and we don't know they had because it happened maybe at a time where they didn't have to report it. But let's not get into that. So the fact that you're, you know, willing to spend this time and energy because you know what the outcome is, I think is super important. Did it ever happen to you to, you know, have an account compromised or things like that? So you understand the value or is it just something that you're inclined towards proactive action? <laughs> uh, it actually happened to me a couple of years ago and I lost some stuff in that account. But yeah, the, the whole platform was affected back then and everyone who had uh, any assets there, they were, they were affected directly. So then I decided like to look for other platforms that are, at least I know that they have the resources to go further and like investigate everything that's happening. So yeah, even if they added like this extra step, for me, it was important because it showed me that they're willing to, to make improvements. Even for me, for example, like at some point, I'm going to deliver a project that maybe that's not 100%. But if the client tells me, hey, I don't like what happened, I'm going to go in and I'm going to make the changes so the client's happy. And that's what it's all about in the end. Because I don't think like that people that they're trying to do the perfect thing from the stars are the ones who win. But those that like they fall down, they get back up. And that's super important for me. And it's not only about platforms, but for people in general. And like for the people I work with, I like to, to see them like give feedback. That's why like my whole process, it's, uh, revolved, uh, it revolves around feedback. And as you said, we had this uh, we had this result with the visuals for your podcast. The result is like is the way it is because we went to the brand strategy sessions. 
we had that solid base that you're go- always going to have that's based on your on your brand values on what you believe in and what you want to to transmit to to your customers so once we have that in place we have that solid base that's there and we just build on it we just build higher just like a, a skyscraper Ah, yeah, that is so, so true. I feel that it's so easy to work with you first. This was a super helpful experience, you know, that you talked us through the fact that you you had like a security incident that affected you personally, that you know what that feels like, and but you're still willing to invest the time. You didn't give up like, hey, <laughs> this doesn't work, so I'm just not going to do this anymore, but you persisted. And the fact that you're focused on continuous improvement, which is based on listening to the other person and adapting to them. I feel that is one of the kindest things that we can do for for one another. So I was really glad to hear your story today. And thank you for, you know, trusting me to be like the first person who interviews you on a podcast and then and to the fact that we're able to to do this together and to tell the story to me was like a very, very happy moment. Thank you so much for having me, Andra. It was great. And who knows, maybe we're going to do it again in the future. Thank you again. Definitely. It was lovely to discover new ways of practicing empathy and cybersecurity with you today. Explore the podcast for more stories about connection, for more inspiring ideas, and for more people who drive online security and privacy forward. It's a great chance to learn from them how to improve your own practice of empathy, both in keeping yourself safe online, but also far beyond that. You can find all of the episodes on andrazaharia.com, plus a bunch of resources that come with each episode and lots more articles and guides that could help you along the way. Lovely seeing you here and be sure to reach out on Twitter or LinkedIn if you have any ideas or want to propose any new guests. See you around.